That's right, it's time now to see Rupert. <laughs> Rupert's Royal Roundup. <laughs> Uh, Rupert, uh, how are you, Rupert? Good morning. Good morning, Rene. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm snowed in today. Um, oh. I'm, I'm looking out my window and I've got snow and I live on a hill, so um, the drive out will be quite lively if I'm driving anywhere today. Well, so anyway, hey-ho. Hey-ho, how are you? Fine, thank you. I've had a great week. Um, I, mind you, the snow's given me plenty of opportunity and the bad weather to sit in front of the television and watch a, do a certain documentary. Ah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I lost three <laughs> hours of my life watching that nonsense. Um, so sh shall we st start with that? Your thoughts... Well, let me tell you what I thought. The first one I thought wasn't too bad. The second one made me quite angry, and by the third one I thought it was quite dull. Um, I thought the whole thing was could have been told in about... Uh, one one episode mm. of those three. Mm -hmm. It was turgid. It was beautifully done and put together. I'm not faulting the production values on it, as you would expect for the kind of money they're paying for it. It's going to have the, the very best level of production. But I just I couldn't bring myself to think. Well, I, actually, what I really thought is, what are the? Why are they doing this? What is driving them to be so angry? Um, and I actually felt that the then they were going they were using things as an excuse and suddenly the story became a very different one suddenly it became all about the commonwealth and, and issues there and the britain's relationship with the commonwealth i thought it was supposed to be about their love story and the breakdown of their relationship with the royal family well the trouble is they can't really tell that story because it's a one-sided story that they're putting out there and that's my feeling and then we're going to see another three Epi uh, episodes um, where they'll probably, will they look into all the allegations that surrounded Meghan, maybe the bullying, what are they going to do about some of those things, how are they going to talk that through, but, but again, we will only hear one side of the view, which okay, when you're doing your own documentary, you control the shots, but in many ways, that's the weakness of this whole thing, whereas, and some people, maybe mainly in America, are believing this to be the true story. Well, I think we have to accept that it's... Well, in this country, we know better. It is not the true story. It is their version of events. I, I, agree, I agree, Rupert. I thought it was extraordinary the way we'd gone from their love story, which is why I could tolerate number one, because they were talking about their own relationship, and I thought that was fine. And then, of course, we got a lesson on the Commonwealth, and then suddenly this turned into... And for me, the most damning thing was undoing the entire life's work of the former Queen and the Commonwealth, and then calling it Empire 2.0, I thought was appalling. Uh, that, indeed, and actually I think the most embarrassing moment and the most disrespectful moment uh, was the curtsy. I, I'm sorry, that just really... You, she knew what... When you're going somewhere, you know the protocols. Harry would have told her, this is what we do, we just get on with it. Yet she tried to make light of it and actually think it was wrong. And actually that is incredibly disrespectful to Harry's grandmother, our Queen. And I think that, that, that resonated with a lot of people that using the Commonwealth, they actually worked for the Commonwealth Youth Trust for, uh, for some stage. So they actually were involved in it and were happy to be part of it. So to then say that, that all the problems, you know, the Commonwealth is Empire uh, 0.20 or whatever the line was, you actually feel, well, you're, you're just trying to make the narrative. And that's what they've had to do here is to try 
say and come up with news lines that actually don't really reflect what is going on because the commonwealth yes it's a it's an institution that lent itself out of the british empire but it's a very different beast now and has a very different um role and a lot of countries don't want to be part of the or want to break their ties with the monarchy understand and the king understands that we're seeing that in the caribbean but the actual tenant of what they were saying um i th i think is um is over overblown well uh, so, sorry uh, before Renan comes in the other thing that mm. really made me angry was they equated brexit with racism and that obviously incensed me as you can imagine no doubt and that was just a spurious allegation they they made one plus one equals 17 and it was also not made by megan and harry they used third-party commentators and it was lazy journalism yeah and the brexit look there are one of the Brexit issues was the immigration from Eastern Europe. It's a very different, their slant was a very different take on the immigration issues, and it's not Brexit related. Now, you can have your view on Brexit, but whether that is, it's, it was part of the sea change of the, of the country that the country wanted to adapt and adopt, whether universally achieved, I, clearly there are controversies, but the Brexit issue is a sideshow, and that's my point. They've had to try and find what they think are news angles to give it some extra level and gravitas it's and that's the problem with it mm. it's very marshmallow deep in terms of its its sort of intellectual capacity and actually there aren't that many people talking on it and now we're beginning to find that there are little things that are coming out like the relationship with Megan's niece and about whether she should or shouldn't come to the wedding that you know one said that she couldn't and uh, you know mm. in the that, that's what we're getting little things coming out that the story is slanted one way and as everyone says the Queen's best line recollections may vary and that's the whole point the recollections are very different from Harry and Megan's perspective and perhaps there is a somewhere in between is what actually happened and, and we'll never know what the other side actually had to go through because well, they won't be saying anything. Well, on that on that note, Rupert, of them not saying anything, do you think it would be a pertinent time for them to release the report on Meghan's bullying a allegations <laughs> and let the world just judge for themselves what goes on there behind scenes? Because at the moment, Meghan's painting herself as this holier-than-now, slightly like Diana figure, where actually there might be other parts of her that people might say, well, hang on a minute, bullying's not very nice if racism isn't very nice. Well, exactly. And this is the problem. There, there are non-disclosure uh, arrangements for the people who were investigated and said they wouldn't say anything. But if they see that they, if, if that comes out in the subsequent episodes and it's just her slant, then you could feel the frustrations of those people if they see it as a completely different um, what happened, then they may want to say, look, we want to be heard. Because these are serious allegations. And what she said, I, and I think in her podcast, she said, well, when you're a strong woman, sometimes you, you perhaps behave in a, in, a, in a forthright manner. Well, we know that, um, you know, the business, the world, you know, people want things done if they're driven, mm. but it's how you do it. And good leaders know how to get the best out of people without making them feel bullied. I mean, that is the important thing. It is. I, I was interested, and we asked Caroline Faraday earlier about how it's going down in the States, and obviously that will go down in a different way to here in the United Kingdom. What I found interesting was on IMDb, which is a rating system uh, for uh, all of these sort of programmes, it only gets 3.2 out of 10. So, And that kind of speaks to your point, Rupert, about it could have been told in an hour. 
Yes, but they've obviously paid an absolute small fortune to get this. It was interesting that, that everything was recorded, but as they said at the very start, before August 2022. Mm. So that means that that gives them an opt-out clause. And they did say, you know, this is not quite the story we wanted to say, because obviously things have changed since then with the death mm. of the Queen. Of course. Queen and maybe Harry is wanting to back off. But actually, Netflix are saying, well, this is what you signed up for. You pay your money. You, this is going to have to deal with it. I mean, and they went through it. I mean, just so, what, and presumably they signed off on it. What, well, just watching it, what was apparent to me is just how bitter they are as a couple. The fact is that they wanted revenge. I don't think they've realised quite the impact of this. And actually, there's a brewery. I don't know if you've seen this. There's a brewery <laughs> that actually has a beer called Harry's Bitter. Um, but I don't know if we can show you that. But uh, so, and I just thought that was a brilliant, brilliant pun on it. But but it does smack to me that these people are so bitter so entrenched it's all about them and and it, you know as you rightly say if you are going to meet the queen you look up the etiquette you look up what you're going to do and she's making a massive drama i was very lucky i did meet the the late queen i went to windsor castle i actually googled what you needed to do how you address the queen and so on and i would expect her to do the same uh, uh, the important thing is a lot of this is about Meghan being centre of the show and mm -hmm. she's, you know, the, 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 and this is the problem. And poor Harry, at times feel, yes, he's he's bitter and twisted, it seems. But look, he's gone. Of course, the problems with it, when his mother died and everything about that, that was horrendous. But and no one is big, you know, can understand how traumatised uh, and how much he misses his mother, just as anybody else would do. In but, but clearly... He, his grief was shared by everybody. Mm. But actually, when you look at them having a lovely time in their villa in California, you wonder, what have they got to complain about? This is the life <laughs> they chose to lead. Yeah. They've got their chickens, they've got their roses, <laughs> and their children are happy. Now, I would suggest that most people, as we, you know, as would have talked about, there are lots, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people, worrying about do i turn the heating today on or do i have some food this is and when you see them behaving like that and their bitterness mm. and their lifestyle people must be questioning why are they um, so angry what well, has driven them to this level of anger so let's talk about this bitter thing because i i i've now know where this pub is it's a pub in london uh, commemorating the fallout of the duke and duchess of uh, sussex on this netflix documentary this is an on tap beer there it is uh, the duke of sussex <laughs> pub in chiswick in west london is offering harry's bitter to customers i mean that's just priceless but also it means that for me is about the mood of the nation yeah, and, he, and I think didn't the public can say that uh, the beer was fairly weak. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I think, or there was a line like, because I think it's only 3.9 or something. <laughs> but so you read into that what you like. But anyway, the point being, um, I, I, yes, look, clearly it was a difficult goldfish bowl life. But at times he did make sure that uh, that uh, the, the publicity and he knew how to generate uh, headlines and mm. would help and it's the same as Diana Diana was not all she was shrewd she was clever she knew how to she had her friends within the press to make sure that she could get her story out there so she knew the game but clearly at that time in the 90s it was a, a feeding frenzy but it's very hard for the royal family yes there are mm. laws in this country now about what you can and can't do with the children photographing children it's when they go abroad 
that's the big problem um, for for them. And mm. that's, you know, Meghan and Harry, in America, it's a free-for-all. Well, and... Sorry, I was just going to say, let me yeah. ask you one other qu question. Where time is tight, actually, Rupert. But uh, in terms of uh, security, the former head of ro royalty protection has warned that actually this documentary is putting the royal family security at risk. Do you think Harry and Meghan should be invited to the coronation or stay in California? Um, the problem is, um, a quick answer on that is, yes, because it's his family's, it's family. But what the worry is that when they come over it will turn into a feeding frenzy or a look at Harry and Meghan. And that's the balancing act. But I'm sure Charles has always talked about he's still got the love for Harry and Meghan, will want them at his coronation. Well, what about if Harry came alone? Um, well, I, that wouldn't... If that's what the family de he decides is the best for it, then yes. But mm. it will be sad if that is the case, because then that proves... <laughs> Um, Rennie, I, I think it, well, it, it's up to the <laughs> king, isn't it? Be it's up to, to the king. It, it's up to the king, Rennie, I think, probably, because <laughs> he will have the final say. So. So and sure. I think, <laughs> as a family, he would like all his family around. But it's a difficult one, as we're seeing everyone is having a, a well, you know, strip them of their titles. Well, the man who will have to do that is would have king. to be the king. And mm. that, I think, for him, is the position of last resort. Well, thank you so much, Rupert. Always thank very you. good to, to see you. That's Rupert Bell, Talk Radio's royal correspondent.